Coaches Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, personal trainer for over 12 years. I started on a completely different career path and headed into personal training with just a piece of paper that said I could do it. I learned along the way, building a successful personal training career in commercial gyms, privately and remotely. And now I'm here to help you, whether you're a new grad, a career changer, or somebody who's already a pro just looking to get better. I'm sharing what I know, the stuff the textbooks didn't teach you, and bringing on other colleagues to share their experiences. And I'm doing it with compassion, big smiles, and a lot less bravado than you've come to know in the fitness industry. I'm happy you're here. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Betsy here. Thank you so much for being here. Today's episode, I'm going to keep it short. Um, This is going to be something to take into your weekend, to take into your next week, whenever you listen to this, just to remind you of how important your effort is and that it matters. So this episode, entitled Your Effort Matters, was inspired by a post I saw on Instagram um, that got me really, really fired up. You know, a lot of Instagram is stuff intended to fire you up and intended to be sort of like, you know, get people's heads nodding like, yeah, yeah, I believe that too. Um, and be a little bit like polarizing in certain instances. So this this post um, came from an account that does sort of like joke strength coach stuff. Um, And sometimes I think this stuff is funny. Um, As it turns out yesterday, I unfollowed because I was so frustrated. (laughs) Um, And you know, that's what the unfollow button is for. Um, There had been one too many things on there that just were so, um, so antithetical to my own belief system, really exclusive, really uh, for lack of a better term, boys clubby in a way that just doesn't work for me in fitness. So I was like, you know, I'm done, but I needed to say something about this post. So it was just like a cartoon. I think it's a cartoon actually. That's this really weird cartoon that is on the Disney channel or something. And my daughter has seen it sometimes and I'm like, Oh, I'm trying to figure this out. But the importance of the cartoon doesn't matter. It's, you know, an image of, and I'll link I don't know if I want to link the post because I don't want to share things that I don't believe in. But, you know, if if it's in the show notes, it's in the show notes. If not, you can imagine with me. But it's just an image of a blank piece of like a piece of paper. And on it says squat four by 10, deadlift four by 10, hamstring curl four by 10, um, calf raises four by 10, and crunches four by 10. And then on the bottom is a picture of a person looking at that piece of paper and it says, this is worthless. And so it's saying that that programming is worthless. And here's where my frustration came from. It came from the fact that I think in general, professionals in strength and conditioning in personal training have such a like little brother complex to PTs and to doctors and things like that, that they get on this super high horse um, 
and are really belittling to people. And a huge complaint in the fitness industry in particular is this low barrier to entry, because the idea is that you don't have to have a certain level of education, and so thereby um, anybody can do this, and people are really diluting the talent pool and, and not doing a good job and teaching people the wrong things, whatever that may be. Now, do I think that there are challenges that come with a low barrier to entry and a lot of people who aren't all that effective at their jobs, 100%. But but rather than complain about it, to me, how do we do a better job of educating folks? And I know one of the ways to better educate people is not to tell them that their stuff is worthless. Okay, because let's think of it big picture. A person who is trying to get into fitness, who is trying to build an exercise habit, if they are doing that workout, it is probably better than not doing anything. There's nothing in that in that programming piece that says that they're max deadlifting four by 10 or they're doing, you know, you know, it, it, it's really general. So if you're a thoughtful person, you're going, there might be reasons why someone would choose to do this workout. Is it perfect? No. Is it how I would write a program for my clients? No. But we've got to start somewhere. And I might have written that years ago, or I might have written something that was even more quote unquote worthless. And I think that's garbage. And I think this is why we don't have really caring, compassionate, empathetic people, because clearly we have people who feel like they need to assert their knowledge to the point of belittling others, condescending to others. I also think if you're a thoughtful person, instead of saying a program is bad, you're asking the whys behind those decisions. Why are they doing this? What is the story here? Again, we can get really, really specific when it comes to programming, and we can be writing the most incredible program imaginable. And that's going to look different for different people, first off. Secondly, I think if a person can't do it or doesn't do it, it doesn't matter. So your hypothetical dream program, that person who A, can't afford your services, B, has never worked out before, C, feels intimidated by you because you have created this aura of there's a good way to exercise and there's a bad way to exercise, you've alienated them. So of course they're not coming to you and they're going to Joe on the internet who makes them feel comfortable and who gives them a workout that they don't have to try to figure out and that doesn't make them feel embarrassed and that they don't have to buy a bunch of extra equipment to be able to do in the gym. I'm sorry, but they don't need the you know big stick to do stick mobility or they don't need all this. Like at some point... How are we making an inclusive fitness space? And I realize, I actually think that this post and these people aren't looking to make an inclusive fitness space. And so great, you you make your exclusive, higher, high and mighty fitness all I want. What, what I hear from you, <laughs> you can tell I get kind of impassioned about this, but I did a little digging to see like where the post came from and found the account. And, and, and what it looks like is someone who wants to work in athletics, strength and conditioning. Now, for for perspective, a program for a professional athlete is going to look wildly different. 
than a program for a new to fitness client, which is going to look different than a bodybuilder's program, which is going to look different than a power lifter's program, which is going to look different than a return to from injury program. It's going to look different. And so while that might be quote unquote worthless for your athlete, it isn't maybe for somebody else. Like, I don't know if this person knows much about sort of bodybuilding techniques, but um, it's going to look that, that their program, somebody who's doing hypertrophy is going to look probably a little more like that program. And I wouldn't necessarily think that it's entirely worthless for that person. So what I'm saying here at the core of me telling you this whole story is that what I think that this post does is negate people's efforts even when they're at a different point in their career than whomever, or even if they've had a different teacher than whomever. I've been taught by trainers and educators who have one school of thought because they learned it from their college professor, or, you know, they love West Side Barbell, so they teach West Side Barbell. Well, like, great, that's one way to do it. You know, this teacher is one way to do it. I think that the best professionals are those who are able to think critically, not get stuck in dogma and be able to piece things together. And and your ability to determine those things happens as you go. So the important the most important thing that you can do professionally is to give max effort. Giving max effort is going to open up opportunities for you to learn more. And I think I've said on this podcast before and I'll say it again. There's this adage where you're supposed to, where they say, like, if you don't look back at your old stuff and think it was trash, um, you're not growing. It is something like that. And I, I feel a little bit like true. You want to be able to look back and you want to say, huh, look at what I've learned up until this point that I could have used back then. But I also think your effort in this given moment is really worthwhile. And I think... If you prioritize your client's safety, if you prioritize your client's wants, if you apply sound principles to your decision making, then nothing you do is going to be worthless. Nothing you you do is going to be worthless. And I think it depends, all of this depends on context. It depends on where you're working. It depends on who you're working with. And so, yes, on the internet, we're making blanket statements and we're trying to make people riled up. Well, Congrats, you riled me. Um, but, but it is all to say that I don't want you to be discouraged by this messaging. There was a version of me before who would have looked at things and gone like, oh, that person said I shouldn't be doing that and I've been doing it. I must be a trash trainer. Now there's a version of me that I think is is proud that I was doing something because I thought it was the right call and then I'm changing it. And now when an educator, when someone who is leading gives me information, I say, great, I'm going to take that information. I'm going to sit with it for a while. I'm going to decide where it applies for me. I'm going to run it through my values lens. I'm going to run it through, you know, like that's what I'm saying about this one a little bit. My values 
are not to tell somebody that they're worthless or that the work they're doing is worthless. My values are to make fitness a more inclusive space, are to find ways where we can use really, really good sound exercise principles and apply it to helping real people train. And real people don't give a F about your, you know, three courses you took on shoulder mobility. They want to feel better. They want to look better. They want to live their life and they want to trust that you can figure it out for them. You know, I I lost my train of thought because I was gotten so impassioned about it. But my idea of the best industry is a more inclusive industry and it's a more compassionate industry and it's an industry that's trying to be more of a force for good than a a constant need to pick on people. And I, I think that comes, again, like I said before, everybody's like, the only way I prove I'm smart is to knock somebody else's ideas. And so if it takes a thousand years for someone to realize that I'm smart, fine, because I'm not about to knock some other trainer's ideas other than when they tell people they're worthless. You know, it's not worth my time. And I want you to know that your efforts are great. Again, you're going to learn from them. You're going to be able to say, ah, that wasn't great, but I can do better next time. You're going to make mistakes. You're literally going to make mistakes. The person that has never made a mistake is lying to you, as well as they're not learning because they're not looking at themselves um, through a critical lens. They don't have great self-perception if they think that they've never made a mistake with a client before. So I wanted to talk about that post because it irritated me. I wanted to remind you that this space, whether or not you choose to work with me and, uh, and you're listening to the podcast, you're already here, is, is one where we're, where we're going to encourage growth. We're going to encourage trying You know, I don't want this kind of that is worthless to keep you from writing the programs. I don't know how many really great trainers I've heard knock themselves down because they don't they don't sound like, you know, so and so or so and so. I'm like, you know, I don't I don't want to call names out, but they feel like they're less than. People are making them to feel less than. So what I want you to go through your professional you know, trajectory thinking about is thinking about how can I get better? How can I serve my clients better? Let's stop playing the game of how do I sound smart in front of my colleagues and focus on how do I get better for my clients? What experience are they having? And then how can I help others? You know, the other thing is like once we figure it out, I think it's our responsibility to share it with other people. Who wants to hoard all the good experiences you've had? There's so much to learn. There's so many people to help. So go into your weekend or your week, whenever you get around to listen, listening to that and know that your effort is valuable. Your effort is worth a lot. And your intention and the actions you take with that intention are going to be so much more valuable than something you can show off to other colleagues and let them nod and laugh at people for. Okay? 
All right, um, if this resonates with you or if you wanna talk more about it uh, or anything like it, you can drop, or anything that's not like this, um, you can drop into my DMs on Instagram at foster underscore strength. And you can email me, Betsy, at bfosterstrong.com. That's the letter B, fosterstrong.com. Uh, I dropped on my Instagram that I'm going to be doing a uh, question and answer uh, episode soon. And so if you don't, if you aren't on Instagram, wow. And, uh, but if you listen and aren't on Instagram and want to send me an email, um, with a question, I'd be happy to answer the question on my question and answer episode. So yeah, just let me know. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, I am endlessly appreciative that you would take time um, to be here. And I know that you will go and do amazing things. Until next time. Bye.